Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again on this Sunday morning, it's Colin Mitchell. Colin, yep, yep, yep. yep. How you feeling? How you doing? Uh, it's raining outside. I wanted to be in bed still, but you know, doing great. We won. Yeah, they yeah. won. I I meant to. I meant to get. I, I my goal was to not goal, but it's like I want to have a different drink for every time we do this podcast. With the Capri Suns to the mm. to all the, the whatever we have in my fridge, I have um um I forgot the name of it. But anyways, I have a drink, but I'm gonna stick to a water this morning. So that's you know what you, you, haritos. You, I have a haritos in the in the fridge. Okay, you know what you should get though. They should all be kids' drinks. So you had the you had the Capri Sun, the the Kool Aid. I think they're called Kool-Aid jammers or whatever. You need to get the remember the bug juice that you get in like the tiny bottle. Yeah. Are you talking about like the square bottles? Maybe or they no? were square. It's called like bug juice or beetle juice or something like that. And it, it was like the you have to like it's, it had the top like uh, oh, I don't have one. I'm thinking of that. the high C's. I want those little high C's. The the those <laughs> what's it? Bug juice juice. Man. Oh yeah. Yep. Let me send you a picture real quick, because I need you to see these. I can share my screen on the, on the podcast. We're gonna really. We take a picture and we send it. Share screen. Oh, Here I just. Sent it. Yeah, I just I just sent it to you. It's a, it doesn't matter. I'm putting it on the podcast right now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which probably won't work because I'm I have I'm having to post produce this in in obs so sharing my screen is probably not the right decision but whatever more work for me all right um i will look into that yep for 20 for a pack of 24 it's 36 dollars. you know it's probably not worth it 36 dollars. no we're not doing that but okay north texas la tech colin um north texas wins 47 27 uh for the most part, it was a convincing win. Uh, I thought they should have blown them out from the beginning. I mean, from beginning to end, they let LaTeX come back, cut it to seven a couple times, um, which kind of unsettled me. Thirty-four to twenty-seven was the most unsettling. I was like, "Are they really gonna blow this? Gonna let them come all the way back?" Yeah. And um, but but they they closed the game out well in the fourth quarter, um, scoring thirteen points. Uh, you have Ethan Mooney back from whatever his suspension was in the first half. Um, I thought it was funny. Him and Larry Nixon were suspended for the first half. And I was like, I wasn't expecting Ethan Mooney and Larry Nixon to, if if they were together for this, <laughs> whatever yeah. they did, I, I was just like, okay, the kicker and the linebacker were out partying or something. <laughs> I was like, okay. But still, um, you know, get them back for the same half. Uh, and for the most part, North Texas cruised outside of, like I said, when La Tech made it a seven-point game. Uh, in the third quarter. So overall, I think it was, it was good that North Texas took care of business and did what we expect them, expected them to do. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who was right in the predictions category. I was. But who was? I was in the score prediction. You were? Okay. What was your prediction? I'm pretty sure I said 45, 34. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, So uh, the over hits, North Texas wins. Uh, what what are you thinking about? Uh, I actually disagree with you on the them coming back thing. Um, 
just because on Louisiana Tech coming back. Yeah, on Louisiana Tech coming back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because whenever they like the touchdowns they scored, I, I guess they weren't fluky, but it was like it had to be a big play. That was the only way they were gonna they were gonna get it done. Uh, you had Smoke Harris uh, have that really long run to get them. I think it was to the ten yard line. Yeah. Um, and then you had that um that pass over the top of I forgot who. Uh, Everybody. Everybody, but, yeah. yeah. It was like, but, yeah, they dropped it. And they but just... but there wasn't really like a convincing drive where I was like, "Yep, Louisiana Tech's gonna come back and do this." You know, like I I didn't I didn't really feel that way. Um, but I did feel that North Texas could score anytime down, anytime they yeah. got on the field. So I mean, they did basically, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so that's that's why I wasn't really that concerned whenever it got cut to seven twice. Um, I thought Austin Ani looked really good. I really like the way that Seth is mixing up the plays as well. You know, they keep doing the direct snaps to the running backs, uh, yeah. Wildcat. It's 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 refreshing to see almost um, because that's those are the things that we missed from uh, Graham from a long time ago, where it was like, where is the creativity in this offense? And it's finally you know showing. Yeah, um, last podcast. I had said that they were maybe becoming more of a passing offense and they come out and rush for almost 500 yards, <laughs> 300 over 300 <laughs> yards in the first half, 484 yards on the game. All four running backs got plenty of carries. All four running backs ended up with over 60 yards. Yeah. And then Kalen Horton on a couple end arounds and uh, some different plays ends up with 97 yards on three carries. And I mean, he's just fast. Killing yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, this is why they want to get the ball in his hands. Which, which we knew, we knew the whole time with his whether it's uh, kickoff returns or um, it, the previous end rounds that he's done, we knew he was fast. Um, and I had never really had a problem getting him the ball. The question was just like, is this transfer from I think it was Tarleton? Is he going to be their their game changing player? And I right. guess he is to a degree. I mean, even though. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about whether it's Jair or Varkis, Gums, um, and those guys. But Austin Oni went 11 of 20, 196 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. And uh, and the pick, I think, was just right before half. Well, it was. It was right before half. Yeah. So it became a running attack again. And so I think you mentioned it. They're they're able to mix up plays well. Um, Seth feels like he's comfortable with where he's at as a play caller as far as if they need to air it out, they can. And if they need to run in the ball, they can. And they got four running backs and a pretty good offensive line. So that's what we've been saying the entire year. And like LaTeX is an awful defensive line. That's what yes. I saw. <laughs> LaTeX run defense was atrocious. Like you can't, yeah. you can't overstate. And this is why coming into the game, we both had North Texas winning this game by two or three possessions. Like LaTeX defense has been bad the entire year. You can say yeah. their schedule was tough. I'm just going to say that they're not a good defense. Do you allow UTEP to score 31 points on you? You're not a good defense. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every time North Texas got on the field and they ran the ball, it was always the second level, every rush, no matter what. And I was like, and everyone was doing it. It wasn't even just Oscar or Adey. It was everybody was doing it. I mean, you allow Ayo Adey to run for a 92-yard touchdown. You should quit football at that point. And Ayo Adey is a very good running back. I'm not – I mean, for North Texas, he's a a good back. But – 92 yard run where he, after he got like three yards down the field, he was untouched. It yeah. was just like, it was disgusting. And then Caleb Morton, he could have scored on any three of those carries <laughs> that he had. Yes. <laughs> 92 yard run for AO Day. Um, I always, I feel like I always say his name wrong. Iowa Day, AO Day, whatever. Um, 
Oscar Adderway had a 32-yard run. Horton had a 66-yard run. Isaiah Johnson had a 28-yard run. A Kaika Ragsdale, 42-yard run. It was uh, disgusting. Uh, Louisiana Tech was without its best defensive player, they said on the broadcast. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but offensively, they took care of business. Uh, Ani had a really, really, really good touchdown throw to Varghese Gums. Yeah. Like, that pass was elite. I thought it was a great throw. And the Jair shorter ball, give him a yep. chance. One-on-one, 51-yard yep. touchdown. We always been saying give Josh, Jair shorter a chance. One one catch, 51-yard touchdown. So him and Varkis, uh were the receivers that stood out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And then that pick at the uh, the end, I couldn't really tell. Maybe you could tell a little bit more um, off the broadcast, but I couldn't tell if it was just because it got fumbled between Jair and the defensive back's hands or whether it was just a bad throw. I didn't mind it because I feel like they were trying to make a play late in, yeah. late in the half. So. Like it wasn't like it was like a you know some guy cut a it was cut just a, funny cut a route it was funny then... because on the broadcast the the I forget who was the the color commentator next to Kyle Humans was like you know just don't throw an interception here because against FAU he threw a pick or I don't remember pick six or whatever it was he turned it over and gave FAU life before half and then the next play on he just takes a shot to the end zone and throws a pick you're like and he's like oh well that's what I was talking about can't do that <laughs> I, I didn't like, well. I, I don't even have the broadcast turned up when I watch these games so <laughs> yeah so um yeah good offensive showing it was exactly what we expected pretty much I mean and it, I mean at least it's good that they did what we expected I guess on that front but in a game where we both had this had the total being extremely high. I'm trying to look up our predictions right now. Yeah, I had them scoring thirty eight, you had them scoring forty five. You had forty five to thirty. Oh, so okay. I get the point then. You Pig. Get the point. You get the point for that. Um so good prediction on your part. You've been pretty good at predictions this entire year. Except for that one uh what was the game? I mean you had FAU winning last week, so that was that's wrong. what it was. That was the one I got wrong. But everything else i mean you had unlv winning yeah so you had smu right good job wow um all right i think that's enough offensive praise good job from the offense it'll get significantly harder as the game as the year goes on i mean la tech is literally one of the worst defenses in the conference and that's a conference that includes fiu in it so yep (laughs) um defensively Hold on, I'm trying to look up just to make sure that I'm right. Yeah, Louisiana Tech's run defense, this is according to uh, EPA, which is College Football Graphs. Louisiana Tech's run defense is ranked 130th in the country. So worst or second worst? I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't, someone is worse, 131. I don't know where it is. I'm not going to look through it right now. Just kidding. I'm looking through it right now. But uh, I don't see it. 131, we're too high, but anyways, um, yeah, I don't know what happened to Louisiana Tech. That fall off is is crazy because they used to be perennial, you know, contenders in the West, and so now for them to be this bad is um a bit concerning. But North Texas takes advantage of it. Um, if we look at the other side of the ball, I thought North Texas defense was fine. Uh, for the most part, uh, they did allow La Tech's. Uh, Parker McNeil at quarterback to a 26-37 for 424 yards, two touchdowns. Some of those in garbage time, yes. Seven sacks obviously stand out. Rod Br- Rod Brown I thought was really good. Uh, yep. Mason Richards had a bunch of tackles. Um, so you, you highlight those two. Um, I thought Deshaun Gaddy made a player too. Uh, Rich Tejada made a player too. 
I mean, Katie Davis, 19 tackles, 11 awards yeah. for solo. That's what that's what we have been expect, waiting for from Katie, yeah. right? We we it's been a lot of eight tackle games, ten tackle games, and we're like, okay, Katie Davis is putting up some tackles, but is he making a difference? Play, in the game? Yeah. And 19 tackles, I mean, no matter how you get them, you're making a play at some point. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to to really highlight here. I'm just glad they finally got to the quarterback and they finally yes. got some got some tackles for loss because I feel like that's what we've been waiting for up to this point. Now, again, I don't know how – I mean, obviously you could 100% tell how bad uh, Louisiana Texas defensive line was. I don't know how good or bad their offensive line is or if North yeah. Texas just had a good game. Um it was definitely good to see that they were actually putting pressure on the quarterback in in the, to a team that's not UTEP, and obviously they seem worse than UTEP now. So, yeah, well, I put them probably on a similar level. They played, and it was a close game, and I'll take one. Also, I found the 131st ranked run defense. It's University of South Florida. So, Seth, if you want to call up USF next year for an emergency game, yep, do it, do it. Um. But yeah, I, I don't have too much to, to take away. The run defense, you held them to two point yard two point one yards per carry. Obviously, that includes sacks, so really it's probably around three or so. But the defense played all right. I'm not gonna say they played great, but they played okay. And the offense got the job done. So I I don't have anything more on this game. Um off the top of my head, but good win. Win at home, three and zero in conference. Everybody loves throwing around eight straight conference wins. I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, no, it is. That is what it is. And so now, Colin, let's look. Let's look ahead. Actually, let's not just look ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do our. Let's do our pick them. Oh, that's right. The pick them. The pick them. Pick Come on. All right, Jair shorter over under one and a half touchdown passes uh, receptions. I said over. You said under. Colin was right. Seventy-two points. I said under. Colin said over. Colin was right. Mm-hmm. Ani. Uh, three and a half touchdown passes. We both said over. Uh, we were both wrong. Correct. <laughs> uh, La Tech over under one point five turnovers. I said under. You said over. And the under hit. I think was the under. Unless there were fumbles that I'm forgetting about. But all right. And then Colin gets the score prediction right. So that puts Colin up sixteen to fourteen. I pick him. I really thought they'd throw the ball more. I wasn't expecting lots of extra run defense just to be abysmal. Yeah, I mean, but if they don't have to, why would you? (laughs) So, (laughs) Exactly. So, all right, Colin is right. Now, I don't want to look too far ahead. Actually, we probably should just end this podcast before I start ranting about about how big the UTSA game is. No, we're not doing that. That's Thursday's podcast. But I do have a question that I want to ask about where they are right now. Because up to this point, we had them four and three. It's come differently. We've I've called for Seth to be fired at the end of the season. Is it even if if you swap the the UNLV game with the uh, who do the, with the FAU game? FAU. Yeah, if you swap the UNLV loss with an FAU loss and then UNLV win, are we still sitting here kind of disappointed? I mean, I'm not disappointed right now, but you know what I mean? Like the, the feeling isn't completely back. Like is, 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 are we just, are we just a, a victim of Here's the, the thing? I know. Tell me, please. Here's the thing. The difference is, and why it's important that they beat FAU is the fact that 
there is a chance, which we talked about this last podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a chance they can win the conference. Yes, but because this conference is not very good outside of UTSA. UTSA is the only team I'm giving credit for being good in this conference. I think Western's okay. I think UAB's okay. UTSA is very good. Is a very good team. So with that being said, there's a chance they can win the conference. Or at least, you know, I think they're still having a conference championship game, even with 11 teams. I hope they are. If you can make a conference championship game like that, it's still in reach. And that's why it's different. If they had lost to FAU and beaten UNLV, we'd be like, well, they're not going to win the conference. They're not going to do this. You know, they're probably going to go six and six, but, seven and five. But go see, the, diff- the difference there was that we predicted those losses and wins. Like we said, these are the these are who they're going to lose to. These are who they're they're going to win. And we were going to be okay with that 100%. Whereas until they beat FAU, or even after they beat FAU, where we were still like, uh, is it still in the mediocrity, you know, type of, type they of place? They still so are, yes. Okay, so yes. I'm, asking, I'm asking, is that unfair of us? I, I don't think, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to make sure I answer what, what you're asking. I, I think, I don't think it's unfair. I think the, the, the goalposts are still in the same place we've put them in. Early yeah. in the season, and um, I don't think, and I I'm, I want to get more into this on like the UTSA podcast, but the the goalpost is still where we had it at. Mm-hmm. You have to have a season to remember. You have to have a season that's gonna get everybody's attention. And I said you have to do that going seven and five, um, going going seven and five in the regular season and being you know winning games you're supposed to win and being competitive in in other games. And this is the conference that's not very good at this point, uh, in my opinion. When you you take out um, a, a team like Marshall, and even though Southern Miss was not very good either, but at this point, four and three, you have UTSA, Western, UAB, and Rice, and Rice hung in there with FAU. I think they're about the level with FAU. What was that? You you forgot FIU too? Yeah, they beat. Uh, oh yes, well I purposely forgot them, Colin. Honestly, I don't know if you've been checking their scores, but no, I I, I I just you know it team. might be it's it's. They're literally the worst team in the country. It's incredible. Um, but anyways, you have that schedule left. And this is going to be the stretch that decides what Seth can do. Even if they do lose to UTSA. And again, I want to get into all this in like on Thursday podcast or whenever we do it. Mm-hmm. Even if they did lose to UTSA, they still control their own destiny. And that's what I make sure we understand here. But I will not, and I repeat, I will not lower the significance of this UTSA game for what it could mean for Seth Luttrell and this. Right. Yeah. So that that's all ahead and we'll, we'll get into that later, but I don't think we've moved the goalposts. I think that there is just, there is now, like you said, we've predicted four and three, they're four and three. Awesome. Now you get into UTSA Western UAB and rice. All right. That's four games that are going to be pretty, Pretty tough at this point, and not for nothing. UNLV loss continues to look pretty bad. They just got blown out by uh, Air Force last night. So, with all that being said, I'm excited. What do you okay. think? What do you What do you without that? Um, I guess now that you explained it, I guess it would be the same thing because up to this point, yeah, they're four and three, but they have a lot of wins, but they're against bad teams. Yes. So the four wins are all against not great teams. And then you have losses where you're not competitive against SMU. Memphis was, but UNLV wasn't. So I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess we're not unfair. It's just, like you said, how do they perform against UTSA, a Western, a UAB? Um, I think they have to go. 
I think you have to win one of the against one of the good teams. Like they can't they can't come out on the rest of the season, win against FIU, win against Rice, and win against UAB, and then lose against Western UTSA, and then well, they have to, win. they have to because if not, they go six and six. Well, no, I'm saying they get those three wins. So I'm saying if they lose against UTSA and Western, and they get the remaining three to get the, the oh, seven okay. and Rice, UAB, FIU. I think unless you have like you said, because the conference is so bad. Unless you have a, a at least UTSA make it really really close and convincing yeah. that you're on the same level, and then same with Western, like you need to you know win that game hopefully, um, which I guess whichever one's better, Western or UAB, you can toss them up there. Yeah, you have to win against one, one of those, those teams in a in a good fashion because otherwise you're you're coming in here and you're like, yep, they got to the seven wins, but they beat UTEP, Texas Southern. FAU Louisiana Tech is the worst, one of the worst defenses. FIU who lost seventy three to zero to Western Kentucky, UAB who may or may not be good, and then Rice. You know what I mean? So it's like, how did you get those seven wins? That's, it's true. So it's true. Um, it would be one of the. I, there's a strength of record metric somewhere out there, yeah. Um, that I'd have, I'd have to find, but like that schedule that you just said, like even if let's say they go six and six and they lose to UAB, but they beat FIU Rice and their wins oh are like my gosh. FIU Rice, La Tech, Texas Southern, UTEP, and FAU. It's it's one of the least impressive six win seasons ever in the in country. The history. And like that it's not so like you said, you have to get one of those three, one of those one of those wins against UTSA Western or UAB. The thing is, all three of those games are on the road. Yep. That makes it even more interesting. Yep. That makes it even more difficult, and that makes it to where, if you're Seth Latrell, and this is why it's such a big, uh, it's this is why it's such a big, uh, you know, last half of the season. Seth Latrell is gonna have to do something he hasn't done, which is prove it that he can win a big game when it matters. Yep. Because say these are these are championship games, pretty much. Not for him. For him. Yeah. Yeah. It has the same significance to me. Like UTSA on the road, if you win it, Western on the road, UAB on the road. These are his championship games, and they yep. need to be approached like that. And I think um, we'll get into the UTSA game later, but because of the significance of being like, wow, we can still win the conference, mm-hmm. it is a de facto championship type type game. And that's how it needs to be played in their head, at least. Yep. And and not only that is if you get those seven wins and, and say Western, say you get one of those wins against a Western or UAB, and they turn out not to be very good at the end of the season, and the bowl game comes around, and you kind of flub the bowl game. We're having a completely different conversation about whether yeah. those seven wins were enough yeah. um, to to for him to to keep his job. Because up to this point, I think that's why I asked that question: where it, have we been unfair when we predicted predicting the four three? And you said no, and you're right because it's you know who have they won against, and yeah. and like you said, they have to prove that they can win on the road, which Seth has never done. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll get into the UTSA game specifically on Thursday, but yeah. I'm excited for the UTSA game. That's all I'll say. Me if too. I was in Texas, I'd oh man, I'd be there. Oh well, yeah, there. you lived in you lived in San Antonio or lived, yeah. lived. Lived. Yeah, but you can sometimes live there. <laughs> Temporary residence. Yeah. Those your, one wait, 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 wait. Does your license license uh have Texas or Louisiana? It, it still has Texas. Yeah, you still live in you still live in San Antonio then. It still has Texas. Um yeah, I mean it's on my license or my driver's license, so you're yeah. right. Yeah. about that technically all right there you have it um fun podcast uh 
I'm just I'm ready for the UTSA pod. I think we'll do it on Wednesday or Thursday, one of those days. I'm not sure which one. But uh yeah, we'll do all that. Uh that's all we got for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Um leave a like, comment, share, and subscribe. I think we're at 95 or 96 subs now on YouTube. Shout out um the YouTube channel. Again, we are getting 97, Colin. 97. Hey, if we don't get a hundred by the end of before the UTSA game, I don't even know what to say. Uh, these these are I, our new five star rankings on Apple that we do. Yeah, I know we hit fifty. We hit fifty plus yeah, on Apple. We're that like, was we're it. Moving on, and then no, we also got like some one star or four and a half by somebody, and I was like, burn it down, burn it, delete, um, delete, delete the whole <laughs> podcast. But yeah, anyways, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Send to a friend. Let us know what you think uh, in the comments below or on our Twitter. Uh, you could follow us on spot on Spotify. You want to do Spotify first? Spotify, Spotify over on Colin Facebook. And we can do Facebook right above me, the Green Room UNT. Uh, and uh, there are Twitters right there at Matthew Bruni underscore and at Colin Mitchell. Boom. Uh, CJH Mitchell, whatever it is. His middle, whatever his middle name is. Whatever it is. Wow. But yeah, we appreciate y'all for joining us and we will talk to y'all later.